Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This show is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio presents... Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, a place where the Elder Scrolls community can come together to discuss the boundaries of our knowledge about the universe of the Elder Scrolls. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is our patron episode for November 2020. And I am here, well, I'm not alone this time, but I don't have my regular co-host Lotus of Doom with me because we normally record this on Thursday nights and it's not Thursday night because in the United States, Thursday night was Thanksgiving. So we were eating too much turkey and regretting it. And instead, we are recording now Saturday night. It is 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. So the time is actually the same. It's just a different day. And Lotus couldn't make it today. But fortunately, I'm not on my own because I have our wonderful tier four patrons with us this week. And I'm going to go down the list and introduce each of them. And then we're going to dive into the topic this week, which is vacationing and Tamriel. And where we may want to go or visit if we were to actually take a vacation in the wonderful and absolutely safe and you know perfectly fine to go anywhere kind of location like Tamriel. So let's just go down the list alphabetically. Bribwan is back. Bribwan, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Hey, how are you guys doing? Good, good. Thanks for joining us again. I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then Kung Fu Kangaroo has returned. Kung Fu, what's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Uh, good to be back. Uh, likewise, I hope everyone had a good and safe Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, Thanksgiving was good. It was good. And then returning, uh, one of our classics from the from the, the long storied past <laughs> of this podcast, uh, our very first Tier 4 patron who kicked it all off with me uh, like a year and something ago at this point, uh, Lincoln. Lincoln, what's up, buddy? How's it going? It's going good. It is fantastic to be back. Awesome. And you've got your uh, Elder Scrolls Lorecasters Guild shirt on. Very cool. Yes, I do. I've, uh, I'll shout it out later, but uh, yeah, we, we have a guild in the ESO. Yep, yep. And so, he's been, yeah. he's been uh, heading up some events again. So if you are looking to play some of the guild events with us on PC, then come check out the Discord. And uh, weekly on Tuesday nights have been the events lately. Yep. Tuesday um, starting around 7 or 8 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Yeah, so lots of fun there, lots of fun things to do and cool people to hang out with and chat with while you play. And everybody is welcome as long as you, you know, as long as you're nice, as long as you're a cool person, then you're welcome to join us. And then finally, Midnight Minutes, our brand new tier four patron. Welcome to the show. Robot, thank you so much for having me. Even though our Thanksgiving was months ago, I'm still feeling the Thanksgiving cheer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were talking before the before the show, during the pre-show, which we stream parts of while we got set up. And uh, Midnight was saying how you live you live up in uh, Canada. And so, yeah, you have Thanksgiving. It's just before ours. So you get to eat more turkey than we do earlier on, I guess. I don't know how that works. Um I don't even know if you celebrate any of the same stuff, probably, but I'm not Canadian. <laughs> but welcome to the show. Um, can you uh, let, uh, first of all, I want to give you the opportunity to let the audience 
uh, know a little bit about you, how you got into Elder Scrolls and, and how you found the podcast and that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. So um, I've been into Elder Scrolls since um, the Safe and Skyrim came out forever ago. Yeah. Um, I found it through my brothers. I have two younger brothers. So lots of testosterone, lots of video games being played. <laughs> Not a lot of sisters, no sisters to share the girly things with. So I was always into video games. So I was into Skyrim, Elder Scrolls from a very early age. Um, I kind of fell out of it for a bit um, in high school where I started doing improv and theater. And then yeah. I got back into it. And, yeah. And then I got back into it um, in university. And now I'm graduated. I, um, I've been really into video games, Elder Scrolls. I actually found uh, the podcast while looking for some Elder Scrolls lore because I'm a scientist. So I'm doing a lot of menial tasks a uh -huh. lot, which is pipetting water from one thing yep. to another. Yep. And that's all I do for eight hours a day. So I need something to listen to. So I was like, hey, let's find something Elder Scrolls related. I searched up Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Bada bing, bada boom. That's how go. I found you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The SEO is powerful with this one. Um, <laughs> but oh, yeah. That's uh, that's awesome. You mentioned a few things that we have in common. Uh, my wife works in, in science research and for years and years she she did, you know, pipetting one thing to another or, or in some cases cutting open the heads of mice in order to, you know, chop up their brains. <laughs> all for good reasons for all, Alzheimer's research and that kind of thing. But yeah, she very much got into podcasts the same way you did with just like I need something to do because I'm just doing rote tasks over and over again. Uh, and you mentioned uh, you did improv and, and stuff. Um, that was something I, I think I mentioned on the show before, too. I for three years while I was in college, I performed regularly uh, once a week in an improv group um, and had a lot of fun with that. I, I love I love that kind of stuff. Very entertaining and just keeps keep your mind off of the woes of the world, which is always wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And some yeah. of the stories and some of the jokes that come out from that stuff are just, just the best. My favorite thing to do in improv would be to tell a joke because you know, you don't, you never know because you're making stuff as you up as you go. You never know if the audience is going to be with you or not get it. Um, and my favorite part was when you would tell it that you would land a joke and then stop talking or whatever. And then there was like a, a pause because it took the audience just a second to process it and then all of a sudden at the same time it was almost like everybody processes at the same speed there'd be a gap and then there'd be a ah! because it's like that like moment to get the joke i don't know that's always my favorite bit because it was scary because i was like oh nobody got it and then all of a sudden everyone does um totally agree. and then you get filled up with adrenaline after that and yeah. when your other team members catch on to it and it just keeps going with the jokes landing and audience laughing. That's just the best kind of night you can ask for. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, I love that stuff. So again, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. I think you fit perfectly in with this, uh, this crazy crew we've got. Um, <laughs> but why don't we, why don't you go ahead and kick it off? Where would you like to go on vacation in Tamriel? What would be your location? You can be as specific or general as you want. You can say like this kind of region, or you could say the city of such and such, because I really like the way, you know, I want to go visit this place. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Well, it was a very easy one for me because my favorite race are the Dunmer and my favorite location is Vardenfell. So Vardenfell was a very easy choice for me. Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. that. I don't think that's a very traditional vacation kind of spot, right? Um, you're not going to be going to. I mean, there are some beaches, but they're not the most pleasant beaches, right? And there's a volcano, a very active volcano, which is somewhat dangerous. But then you also have, um, 
you know, very strange wildlife and plant life and those kinds of things. So why, why Vardenfell? Honestly, for me, it is the strange wildlife and um, fauna and flora that you find there. As a scientist myself, when I go on vacation, I like to go look at the local wildlife and just see how different it is and experience this entire new area and culture. And the Denver culture is so interesting. Um, I'll, I'll, every race of culture is interesting, but I find the Dunman, Dunmer culture and area just so alien and interesting, and it really takes you out of your comfort, comfort zone, and that's something I like when I'm on vacation. Really? Really? Wow. Yeah. That's interesting, because I've, I've traveled a bit. I've been to some other countries and things like that, and I always feel a little bit insecure, especially if I can't speak the language, because... Like the, the part of my brain that's going, um, make sure you're safe is going, well, somebody could like, you know, I don't know, kidnap me or, you know, ask, like demand my money at the end of a knife or gun. And I would have no idea what they're saying. And I'll just get myself <laughs> shot, you know, like not that like other countries are necessarily less safe, just that I wouldn't be able to communicate in a situation or know mm -hmm. that I'm even not in the right part of town, you know, like, um, so there's always that fear that for yeah. me. But, but that's that's you exciting know, for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I love it. Um, just getting out of Canada is amazing. And just having that excitement of anything could happen and all these new things to discover. It just it just I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So as a as someone who studies things like mosquitoes, what do you think of like the silt striders? Like, would you oh. would you ride on a silt strider? Would you? A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It just, I don't know. For me, Vardenfell and all the in larger insect-like creatures remind me of the time long ago in the Carboniferous period where we did have our own um, large insects, large dragonflies, large centipedes, like bigger yeah. than my arm fan. Oh. Yeah. They were, there were some giant bugs back then. Insane. So, it's alien in its own way, but at the same time, it's familiar in a way for someone like me who really likes to study things from the past and fossils and how things used to be like back then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, how do you so, feel about yeah. how do you feel about like guar, like the the more um, reptilian types of animals? Are those cool too? They're dumb looking, but in a cute sort of way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> I think that's a good description. Um, yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's open this up to everybody else. Guys, what do you th yeah. think about vacationing in Vardenfell? Who, who would like to? You can raise your hand or, or whatever if you want to chime in. Um, Lincoln, what, what do you think? Would you go to Vardenfell? Yeah, I would. It actually holds a pretty uh, special place in my heart because of uh, my early experiences with ESO were on Vardenfell because that's where I was basically... Yeah. I, I initially bought, I bought the base game and at the time it included Morrowind, so that's sort of where it started me. Uh, and I kind of had a very similar situation where I thought that, that was the whole map of the game for a minute. Um, <laughs> well, you're like, wow, there's really not that many places to go. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, this is kind of a small map. Then I right clicked <laughs> on the map. I'm like, oh my God, it's all Tamriel. So, yeah, I really enjoy, I enjoyed Vardenfell. The active volcano would be a little bit of a, uh, a deterrent for me in terms of, like, I wouldn't go near the volcano. Yeah. Obviously, we know the, uh, the, the impact that it had once after the events of ESO. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, at, at some point it erupts and then yeah, that's, um, yes, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. And it, it kind of reminds me of like, like if we were to go to Japan or a place like that, 
like a, a very very foreign land you know one like like you, know, you were saying earlier tom is that like um you know you don't speak the language you don't really know much and you probably won't be able to read street signs yeah so yeah it would, it would definitely be fun to go to bardenville cool anyone else any other thoughts yeah go for it yeah so i have very different thoughts <laughs> <laughs> so and I think part of this is because my ex my first exposure to Vardenfell was actually with The Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind. Right. Um, so my first thought, so I love that game. As anyone who's listened to like the past few uh, pet patron chats has heard me say, like, I love Morrowind. I can't stop talking about it. It's my favorite Elder Scrolls game. That being said, I never want to go to Vardenfell. <laughs> <laughs> especially not on a vacation like maybe on like as a deployment <laughs> mm -hmm. um but but for vardenfell i think it's just like for people who have played the elder scrolls 3 i think they'd agree like it's so hostile the entire island is so hostile to everything and so i think as i was thinking about this for vacation purposes I would want to go to the Falkreath hold in Skyrim uh, because I'm a huge fan of like the coniferous trees and like mm. the peaceful, serene surroundings, you know, minus the constant wolves. <laughs> right. right. Um, but I, I like that. And then like, of course there's the beautiful beach places that I've been exposed to through uh, Elder Scrolls online, like Ordon or I think it's Be Beatnik. Is that how you pronounce it? Or Betnik? Betnik. Yeah. Yeah, so I haven't, haven't gone there yet, uh, but you know I've seen the pictures and whatnot. And of course, that would be beautiful, especially now uh, that the weather is getting colder. Uh, but I, th I think I still stick with uh, Falkreath. And uh, mm -hmm. but I do agree. I do agree that uh, Vardenfell would be like the most foreign type of land. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah. And I actually went to Tokyo a couple of summers ago. So interesting. You should bring that up, Lincoln. But um, yeah, it did feel uh, rather foreign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I, it's I weird do that when you can't read the street signs or just ask somebody for direction. Now, a lot of people there do speak English, too. But, you know, it's not guaranteed. Um, so okay, that's it. Let's let's move into Skyrim stuff next. But let's wrap up the the Vardenfell stuff. Uh, Brabon, did you have any thoughts on this? He's like, where is the unmute button? There it is. Right, I'm looking at So, um, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Vardenfell. It, it took me forever to get into the zone because I'm very much like, um, I, I like to like play and I like to like kind of feel the vibe of the zone. And that's what like spurs me on to keep playing. Mm -hmm. And Vardenfell just felt so hostile and rocky and flames and almost like L. So <laughs> it is a little I, hellish like the whole like obsidian <laughs> like dark colored soil and yeah. then, you know like streams of magma and different parts of the islands have more of that than others um yeah there's a little bit of that going on sure so it would be one of the last places that i would go for a vacation yeah I think it's I think it would be a cool place to go. I think it would be a neat experience to see it because it's it is one of those places where you are going to be in a world that does feel very foreign. It is it is the closest thing to an alien planet on Tamriel, most likely well, other than like oblivion. Right. Um, but I think that would be really cool. Now, we did. Some of you guys did mention that it's also very hostile. The, the, the last bit of, of this for me would be culturally. It's also very hostile. 
uh, throughout most of the ages of Elder Scrolls online, the Dunmer are very insular. They, you know, they're they're about keeping to themselves. And if you're not a Dunmer, then stay out, um, you know, or, or you're not seen as, you know, I mean, heck, if you're a, a Khajiit or an Argonian, you're not even considered a real person. Um, would that would that dissuade you a little bit? Midnight? How would you deal with that? Like, I'm assuming oh, you would I be arriving there as a human being. Um, so they would look at you and they think, oh, you're a, a Breton or a Nord or a Imperial or something. Oh, 100%. That would definitely put a damper on things, too, especially coming there, being so excited about the culture and everything. But then having that bar from it in a way, kind of being pushed away and constantly being called outlander would definitely yeah. dissuade someone from wanting to vacation there. But at the same time, it would make me more stubborn to want to try to get there and get to know people. No, <laughs> I'm going like, to keep hey. bugging you until you talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, well, hey, why don't we transition over to uh, Kung Fu Kangaroo? So you were talking about Skyrim um, and you're talking about zones with like mountainous terrain and snow and coniferous trees and wolves and those kinds of things. So I, I, would this be like a ski vacation for you? Is this like a let's go up to the mountains and have a good time and you know the winter type of weather yeah you know it's been a while since i'm i'm a snowboarder and it's been a while since i've been snowboarding so maybe that has something to factor into it i'm missing some snow right now uh where i live it's kind of cold not that cold looking forward to the snow mm -hmm. that might be going into it uh but I, yeah i would love to like you know get a cabin in uh the Falkreath hold you know like have the fireplace going like i don't know go on some hunting trip or or, or snowboarding or you know something like that wander into some caves find some necromancers that kind of thing yeah, yeah. kill some necromancers fight a troll <laughs> you make sure you bring fire you know all of that kind of stuff right yeah, run of the mill vacation. <laughs> run of the mill vacation. Okay, I, I so when I was brainstorming this stuff, that was one of the ideas that popped in my head. Was like somebody's going to pick Skyrim. They're going to go, you know, the snow, the mountains. Of course, that stuff's beautiful. Um, being from Florida and having lived in Florida my entire life, I've traveled a lot. I, you know, even for work, I've traveled a lot. But I've my residence has always been in Florida. Um, we don't get snow down here. And if it does snow in the, the rare year where we actually get snow, it's the tiniest little water droplet, little flakes that melt as soon as they touch anything. Like they don't actually sit on the ground. In fact, you might not even notice that it's snowing as you have to be very, you know, it's, it is very rare. Um, but for me, when I have traveled, it's been kind of cool to go see snow. I know it's a pain for a lot of people to live in it. But as a vacation, it's a great time because you're like, oh, the weather's so cool and crisp. Lots of, you know, the, the, when I walk, it makes this crunchy noise. That's awesome. You know, like all of that kind of stuff. What about the rest of you guys? What do you think about vacationing in Skyrim? Does anybody have thoughts on that? Go ahead, Midnight. Of course, Skyrim is beautiful. The skiing and snowboarding would be awesome. But as someone who already lives in the equivalent of Skyrim in the real world, uh -huh. um, no thanks. If I'm going on vacation, I want to go somewhere warm. I don't want to go to the same climate and freeze my butt off <laughs> right right that makes sense that, that would be like me saying i want to go vacation on the beaches of somerset like no I don't, that's not vacation for me that's a lot like where i already live right we've been there done that <laughs> yeah yeah i can yeah. get as much dolphin art as i want no thank you um <laughs> lincoln and i guess or oh, go ahead sorry. if you have more go ahead this one last one i also would not want to be yeeted into a sky by a giant 
Yeah, there's there is that. <laughs> They're giants that live up in Skyrim. Um, and yeah, and they can just you know, like you go flying. Um, which was an awesome thing to show my ten year old the first time I introduced him to Skyrim because you know, as a ten year old, that's just hilarious because the game looks really scary for a kid you know like there are these monsters these dark caves and stuff magic and weird looking people and then all of a sudden you're like oh there's a giant over there and then he's like i think the first time he saw it the giant swung and hit one of the um one of the mammoths and the mammoth went and he was just like his eyes got big and he was like what (laughs) and i was like yep that happens (laughs) they'll do the same thing to you so stay back um yeah, great times. So, Lincoln, Ribwan, do you guys have any thoughts about Skyrim? Would that be a vacation destination for you? I mean, for for me, uh, again, it would definitely be different from where I am because very similar to you, Tom. I'm in, you know, I'm in Georgia, so you know, literally bordering yeah. you. So it's right. very similar climate. Yeah, you where, just like, have clay instead of sand. That's really the only difference. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, and we have a little bit of mountains. Right. And like, like we're and you're like basically flat. Yes. But um. But yeah, I mean, I've I've only gotten snow like three times in my life, so it'd be great to go up to Skyrim and see all those, just see, you know, the kind of snow that, you know, you can't even shovel away. You know, the kind of snow that, like, you open up your door and then, like, a foot of it falls into your house. Uh, right. You right. know. Yeah, and it's uh, all just, like, in the doorway, and you can't even get it out. You can't close your door because yeah. it's too much. But, uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, Skyrim's great. The game was great. The The land is great. I'd, about, love be, I'd love to visit there. What about dragons? Like, if you were to visit during the fourth era, when the, you know, the Skyrim, the game came now, out. During the events of the fourth era, I would not like to go to Skyrim. <laughs> right, because there's a civil war. There's dragons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we didn't even mention that. Yeah. I mean, it, that's the cultural side of it, too, right? You've got, like, well, yeah. I mean, you have a few different, you have, like, I guess it depends on the era that you visit it, but you have, you know, the, the pro Nords, you have the, uh, pro Imperials, and then you have the Forsworn. You've got like three different factions and they're all, you know, you're not going to show up in a town and someone's going to be like, you know, like, oh, it's cool. You can be for the Imperials. They're going to wonder what side you're on. And if you're not on their side, they're going to be like, get out or I will kill you. Yeah. That's, that's the question you can ask every single innkeeper in the, in Skyrim is which side are you on? Yep. Yep. I can imagine that would be dangerous. I'm just visiting. Mm, Gotta pick a side. Mm. Mm. You might be a spy, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of situation. Yeah. Rimlon, any thoughts? I'm from Colorado, so, or I live in Colorado now. So Skyrim is kind of like where I'm at. So I, I, I love it here, but I wouldn't vacation here because I live here. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So you know, Colorado's basically Skyrim without the giants and the and the dragons. Unless you know something I don't. Maybe the giants are actually you know, Sasquatch. I've, I've seen a few things. Yeah, I've seen a few things in my day here <laughs> in the mountains. But honestly, honestly, the thing that would bug me the most is the trolls. Like I, when I played Skyrim, I hated the trolls. Yeah. Just kills me yeah the troll you always felt like you should be able to beat them more easily and then they just keep healing up and you're like ah, stupid troll how can i like how can i shoot a dragon out of the sky with four arrows but yet it takes me 30 arrows to kill a troll right 
Right. Yeah. Trolls. Oh. Trolls are definitely a problem. Yeah. That's why I said you have to bring fire. You got to make sure you got fire if you're traveling in in Skyrim. Um, Kung Fu Kangaroo. Is there anything else you want to say about about Skyrim vacations to wrap this up? Any other thoughts on this? Sure. Yeah. Um, so one of the other things that I would, if I was going to go to Tamriel in real life, one of the main things, of course, as you mentioned, Tom is culture. And of course I want to appreciate the beautiful landscapes of Skyrim, but I also want to like interact with the people, like try the food, you know, the type of sweet rolls, touristy thing, sweet rolls. Of course. I mean, I have to, uh, I would even try like elsewhere fondue. I'm not even sure. <laughs> like, there's moon sugar in that, right? I would try it. Whatever. Probably. <laughs> you I mean, it's like in it everything. Once. Yeah. Um, but I, I, so I would want to go to one of the bigger cities too. I'd probably stop by Solitude or Windhelm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, go around, stay in the inns, stuff like that. But yeah, definitely avoid the frost trolls. Um, that's not on the agenda mm-hmm. <laughs> whatsoever. I'm taking the carriage between cities. Is what I'm doing. Yeah. Now there is there is a similarity between Vardenfell and Skyrim, and that is that both of them have Dwemer ruins. Would you guys take like like in the real world, if you visit somewhere with like old his, historic ruins, of course you can't go just exploring them on your own, but you can take a tour. Would you go on like whatever the local tour is of like visit the Dwemer ruins of and then they have the weird name because you can't pronounce any of them. What do you think about so- that? So I would go off the beaten path a little bit uh-huh. um, and get, we, and get attacked uh, by a centurion. <laughs> maybe, maybe I, I might, I might end up as one of those guys, like uh, the one guy who ended up in the, like the, the dark brotherhood sanctuary after having, you know, like observed and reported on them and lo and behold, he's dead. But, <laughs> but I say that because as I mentioned in a previous episode, I'm a journalist uh, by trade. So I want to go and investigate that unreported yeah. aspect of it. And it might get me killed. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know I would be very pretty dangerous. <laughs> the untapped portion of those ruins is what would draw me in and perhaps be my downfall. I would imagine that it would be a lot like visiting a place like um, Pompeii, which I have I've had the opportunity to visit in that you're walking into a space that looks very similar to what it would have looked like when people actually occupied it. Um, but nobody actually occupies it anymore, you know? So you get a glimpse of like the echoes of the people who live there by the, the surroundings, the buildings, the, the structures that were left. Um, and you could, you could get a sense of like, you know, like this is, this is the main, uh, if you've been to Pompeii, if you've ever looked at a map, it's really cool because it's laid out like a, a traditional Roman town and you, you can walk down the street, you can see where people lived and where they had shops off the fronts of their houses and some of them were bakers. And, you know, if you if you worked downtown, like down in the middle of the city center for lunch, you might walk down one of these residential streets and stop off and get some baked goods at one of the homes because they just cook them in the front of the home. Um, it was really cool. Or or if you go down to the middle of this, the city center, you've got like the ruins of all the main buildings, including the temple where they had like giant, the like giant statue of whatever God was that, you know, in that temple. And in Pompeii, there's one for uh, Mercury, or the equivalent of Mercury. No, it's Mercury. It's Mercury in Roman, right? Um, and Mercury and there's like two others. And I mean, it must have just been amazing to have seen that in real life, painted and with all the colors and things. So to go visit like Dwemer ruins, you might get a, the same kind of sense of that. Like, oh, this is where they live. This is where they worked. These are the things they did. This might have been what they would have been like. 
That'd be really cool. Yeah, go ahead. Midnight. I it'd be cool like you kind of see bits and pieces of how they live, but I think the most interesting thing is no matter how much you know about them, you'll never know everything and there'll always be that era of mystery attached to the dwarves and their ruins and it just that sense of intrigue that you get while walking through a museum or a spot like Pompeii, you'll never know what exactly the people were like. Yeah. Yeah. And and to me, it's always felt like when you go through a museum or especially go through an actual physical location, there's that feeling of like, and I know it's not like I don't believe in ghosts and things like that. Some people do. Uh, it's not a big thing for me, but you still have that feeling of like the history of the place and this, the spirit of the people is still kind of there. It's kind of this spooky quality to it. And I bet actually walking through Dwemer ruins would be very similar to that until, you know, of course the spider and centurion bots attack you and then you run for your life. So anyway, those are my thoughts on that stuff. Um, I tell you what, we've got, uh, is, is there anything else that you wanted to say about Skyrim or, or is that pretty much it? I, I did want to add something. Is oh, okay. that, Go ahead. Uh, part of the reason, like I, I like exploring a lot. It's way better, I think, in the single player games than it is ESO. Mm-hmm. Um, so like exploring Skyrim and in Skyrim is better than exploring Skyrim in ESO. But one of the like the big coolest things I, I always thought of is like when you are along a trail and like all of a sudden there's just like a mine. You know, especially if you don't play with add-ons, right? Like, it's just kind of like a cool surprise. And in Colorado, I've been on a couple of trails in the mountains where, like, you know, you're on the trail and, and all of a sudden, like, to your left is is literally, like an, it's locked down. They're, like, locked now. But, like, yeah. one of the ones you can think of explicitly is a uranium mine. And it's just this, like, like four-foot hole in the rock. And you can, like, look into it and look into the shaft. Wow. And it's, it's pretty cool. You actually get a sense of, like kind of some of the things that we're talking about of like exploring ruins or mines or things like that. Yeah. So it's a kind of like a a little bit. Yeah. There's always that question of like, what was it like for the people who used to be here? What was life like? What was this like for them? You know, this, this was mundane to them, but to us is very interesting because it's very different than what we experience daily. Yeah. That's really cool stuff. We'll tell you what, while we move on to the middle of the show, we'll do like the middle thing real quick and then we'll come back and would, Lincoln or Bribwin? Which of you would Lincoln? You want to go next? Lincoln's up next. All right, sounds good. Let's go to the middle of the show. The skies are marked with numberless sparks, each a fire, and every one a sign. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello. Hi. Do you like bad movies? Do you find yourself defending bad movies, saying things like, well, the soundtrack was okay, or the costumes were pretty fun? From the previous hosts of It's Not That Bad Podcast, we bring you Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast from Simone LaRue and Chad Ekovitz. Every week, we review two movies that did not do well critically, but we say, hey, there are some nice things about them. Maybe Rotten Tomatoes was wrong. Maybe they're all fools, and you should watch these movies regardless. We'll also talk about scenes that could have saved it, and we'll often refer to Simone's cats because they're amazing. 
amazing and adorable, and we love them. <laughs> and at the end of each review, we will tell you whether we would watch this movie again, or in what circumstances we would recommend you watch this movie. So, join us on July 9th for the first drop of our main episode, and then two days later for our drop of our minisodes. And on Robots Radio Podcast Network. Come see us on July 9th. We love you so much already. Bye. Bye. Here we are in the middle of the show, and this is the place where I get to thank our patrons for being patrons, and I get to say that to their faces today. Thank you, guys. I really do appreciate the support. This is what helps me continue to do this on a weekly basis, and I can't tell you how much it means to me that you guys value it enough to put your hard-earned money here in order to make sure that I can keep doing this. So thank you very, very much. And thank you especially to our tier four patrons. You guys being able to chat with you every month is always a top of my monthly list of things to look forward to. So I very much appreciate you being here. Um, if anyone who's listening live on chat or on, you know, in your ear holes <laughs> on the podcast in any other situation would be interested in, in helping to support the show and getting ad free episodes, getting on the show uh, for our chats or even getting the extended episodes after our normal episodes. We'll be playing our Are You Smarter Than Twitch chat with some trivia and things like that on future episodes or just like the one we had last week. Then check out patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast and you can check out all the different tiers and see if it's something you'd like to help support. I very much appreciate it. And if that's not your thing, then think about just telling your friends about the show or leaving a review. I'll be I'll be going over some of that stuff next week on next week's episode. So thank you again to all of our patrons. You guys are absolutely the best. All right, let's move on with the rest of the show. Yes, yes, you're entirely brilliant. Conquering madness and all that. Blah, 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 blah. All right. So, you know, Sheogorath tells us that it's time to get back to our topic. Lincoln, Lincoln, where are you going on vacation in Tamriel? I have chosen the beautiful island of Somerset. Ah, yes. I thought maybe I thought maybe somebody would pick Somerset because it is it is very beautiful. It is very temperate. What yeah, do you what do you it, think? What draws you to Somerset? The tree just just the island itself, honestly. Like uh we were there during the uh the last week's event in ESO. Uh we, we were there a little bit. The guild event, uh, the, the the group guild event, event you yes. guys set up. A little bit of a were you, side note, yeah. Were you fighting world bosses? Were you? What were you it doing? It was. Uh, we were. We were fishing. Actually. Fishing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. had a fishing event. That's right. Fishing in Somerset. That yeah, sounds like was, vacation. It was real fun. Yeah. You guys was already. You already went on vacation in Somerset. You went on like a fishing vacation. Essentially, yeah. We we all got um, our our beers and you know everything. <laughs> yeah. And everything you know, like you do in real life. Um, it was really fun. But anyways, uh, but just. It's just a beautiful island, honestly. Like, I don't know what... I can't put words into how beautiful it is. Yeah. The sunlight, there's a lot of sun. There's colors. You've got the green of the trees and the grasses and then the beautiful colors of the flowers and the scenery. You've got the the nice sandy beaches and, you know, the ocean water and the fish and the wildlife. You've got the Indrix running around. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to the nature on the island there. It's pretty pretty good size island too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, like with some of these other ones, what about the what about the culture? What about the peoples? Or what about the now, cities? Uh, I know the uh, it's the high elves, right? Um, I know they spe- I know they're very high of themselves, since the you know the name is very appropriate. <laughs> yes, but um, so me as a, a Nord slash you know Breton looking person, um. Probably wouldn't be very 
not necessarily they would just shun me because, you know, I'm not an Argonian or I'm not a Khajiit. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it is a very different culture. And I guess I'd enjoy that, too, because I've always wanted to go to, like I said earlier, Tokyo or Europe or a place like that. So, you know, just different cultures I'm very into. Yeah. So I would imagine that if you could get past the whole, like, haughty, like, we are the high elves and we're better than everyone else. Um, if that didn't bother you too much, there's also a lot of like historic culture to the high elves, right? And there's the, you know, the architecture and the libraries of knowledge and the studies of magic. The Sigic order is there. Of course, you wouldn't be able to get into that, but you could have conversations with very powerful mages who probably have lots of knowledge. The elves live a very long time. So you would meet people who have been around for a long, long time. They have very interesting, uh, very interesting takes on religion and, you know, the, their worship of the gods and where the elves and man came from. You'd have some very interesting and maybe uh, strong debates with them, being that you would have been from a different culture and, you know, arguing that. I can imagine that that if you get past the them making fun of you for not being a high elf part, that you could probably yeah. learn a lot. There'd be a lot of, you know, to experience. Yeah, definitely. You know, they're they're very smart, and I'm not going to take that out of them. They have a very, very good uh, term. What what's the word I'm looking for? Like learning culture or whatever, uh, education. You know, they're mm-hmm. very scholarly. That's I guess that's a good word. Very for scholarly. It. Yeah, that's the right word. Um, so yeah, you know, I've always enjoyed going to like museums and stuff like that. I'm sure there's plenty of museums in Somerset that we don't have access to in the games. Uh, you know. Yeah, I would so, imagine yeah. like a like. In Elder Scrolls Online, all of the zones are shrunken, right? Like, yeah, like the island of Somerset or the island of you know Fardenfell are uh, only a few miles wide and long, you know. But in reality, if you had an entire culture of people in multiple cities, that they, they would all be much larger than that. The population wouldn't oh, yeah, fit totally. on that space. So I would imagine that you know an actual city in that space would have way more stuff to do than just there. So you you would find libraries, you would find. Um, universities you would find you know all sorts of different interesting things and places to go and that's something that i didn't even note mentioned was like the architecture of the cities on that island Mm -hmm. are so beautiful as well um especially uh what's that city that like has the perfect place for risk that like everything's in a circle oh um oh i'm so bad with names so am i yeah i should probably know it because that's where my character is right now in eso but um (laughs) right Whatever that city is. Yeah. This, uh, these are the moments where somebody's yelling at their car stereo while we have the show. Yeah, exactly. I, I apologize. Today. Yeah, I apologize. But yeah, that's <laughs> that's just what it's going to be like. Bob would know if he was here. Bob would know. Bob, where's freaking Bob? Bob, we need you back. All right. Well, what do you what do the rest of you think about Somerset? Does does a uh, nice sunshiny vacation in Somerset sound appealing? Anybody want to go? Go ahead and raise a hand if you want to chime in. Yeah. Kung Fu. Yeah, so I live in Missouri, so that sounds fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> um, very different. Yeah, Missouri is like you know, if 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 none of you have ever been to Missouri, it's um, it's like if you were to combine Arkansas and West Virginia, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like the bad parts of those. Yeah, um, I love that. Just side note, real Kansas quick. City has some good barbecue. Yeah, I love that in the United States we have a state called. Kansas and our Kansas, but it's not pronounced that way. I love that. That's a thing. Anyway, go on. Um, but yeah, uh, about Somerset, 
Uh, I like that you brought up the fact that they would probably have well-kept museums. I'm a big museum guy, so that would... Uh, I didn't even think of that, actually, before you brought that up, Lincoln. So that would be a really, like, big... If they marketed that in their tourism department, mm-hmm. that would totally work on me. <laughs> I would yeah. be there in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine, the like, the kinds of things they would have in a museum in Somerset? Like, just ancient things that have been found and stored. Um, you know, maybe the some of museums. them... Yeah, yeah, maybe some of them came from, you know, uh, Aldmeris and, you know, were like, I don't know, remnants of things that came over with them. Yeah, it could be, you know, more than just the island of Somerset, you know, it could be all of Tamriel or, you know, if it takes place after yeah. the, um, oh, yeah, if it takes place after the uh, eruption of Red Mountain, you could have some stuff from Vardenfell that, you know, made its way over. Right. Or, kind of like or explorers went and, and found things and brought them back to Somerset because that's, I mean, think about yeah. it. Like that's throughout the 20th century. That's what most of the Western world did is we, you know, 18th, 19th and 20th century is that our, you know, archeologists and scientists would go to other cultures, discover things and then take them back to our museums. Right. <laughs> because we were like, oh, these are for us to study. Well, no, no, no. They're the, of the culture that you took them from. They should probably stay there. But that's not the way we treated the world. Right. And the um, yeah. the high elves have a very similar sense of entitlement, you know, that like, well, we're the most sophisticated society here. So that's now that's going to be ours and we're going to take it back to our museums. So I bet you could find stuff from across the entire continent. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Brubon, you had something you wanted to chime in with? I just, I play as an orc and I remember, I love Somerset's like aesthetics, but I remember my first time walking into the, a big city. I don't think it was Somerset. I think it was actually um, the smaller one just to the right. I forgot what it's called. Um, is it Ardon maybe? Yes, um, Ardon. That's the that's small little island. Yeah. Ardon, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I walked. I was walking into a little village there, and there was a high elf on a bridge, and she said something to the effect of like, "You don't deserve to be talking to me, orc scum." And and yeah. I try and like play as like a nice creature, like I, I guess like a good natured person in the game. And you can look at your stats, and I only have two people murdered, or in, in the entire <laughs> game. And she, she was one of them. So <laughs> oh I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could cut it there from a from a culture standpoint that's hilarious that's so funny yeah yeah the way they treat orcs especially is really really rough uh, oh yeah that would that would become even if i wasn't an orc i'd be like oh you need to be nicer um yeah now my main character is basically an assassin and has worked for the dark brotherhood and whoever so I, I'm, I'm now i need to go look up that number it's probably like thousands of people i've murdered at this point um anyway uh yeah so okay any other thoughts on somerset on yeah go ahead midnight yeah for me um especially along the coast of somerset it reminds me a lot of home because i'm i grew up and i'm from the east coast of canada so my even if it's home it still feels like a vacation because in the summer you go out to your family cabin on the ocean you'd have a really nice day to get on the boat or you'd be on the sand and the beach have a beer and go fishing and that's just seems like something that you would do in Somerset Isles and nothing compares to the smell of um, the ocean while you're out on a beach on a sunny day. Nothing compares to it. Yeah, that's true. And as you know, as a Floridian myself, um, although I wouldn't want to vacation there because it would feel like just being 
here mostly. I mean, I, I would go for like the culture in the cities and things more than the actual nature stuff. But I do love the smell of the ocean and the area I grew up in was much closer to the ocean than I am now and have lived since. Um, so even back when my parents still lived there, when I would say drive back from college and visit them, as you, as you got closer, if you left the car windows open as you drove, eventually you could start smelling the ocean air. And it, that felt like home. And I didn't realize how much it smelled like that all the time until I moved away. And then I moved back, you know, and then you're like, oh, yeah, it smells like the ocean. Um, but I, I do love the ocean. I think I, I would rather be on a boat on the ocean than, say, on the beach. Um, but yeah, that is that is an appealing thing. I can I can imagine that as well. All right. Well, let's move on to Bribwan. I think you're the last one here, buddy. Do you have do you have a favorite location for a vacation? What do you, what do you think? Yeah, first of all, I, I just want to say how disappointed I am that I couldn't be at the fishing event because I, I think that was my idea. And I wanted to do a fishing event forever because I I fishing so slow that I find myself doing other things in the game. Mm -hmm. But I want to do the fishing achievements and you actually it's easier to fish in a group. But I was so happy exactly. to do it. I was so disappointed that I didn't make it. Right. And you get the chat, so it I passes mean, the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about doing it again in the future, like just sort of doing like a rotation of events. Like some weeks we yeah. do world bosses, some weeks we fish. So it's definitely still in the cards. It's not like we're not going to never do it again. So plus, you could always uh, just you could always just like throw something out there on Discord and be like, "Hey guys, tonight I wanted to do some fishing. Who wants to hang out?" That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, okay, so I thought about there's three places that I'll bring up. There's one that's a clear winner for me, but the first one I thought of was Stros Mackay because I I'm a big mm. Daggerfall cover. Person, and mm -hmm. I wish Bob was here because I know he is too. Um, and that's your starting zone. And I just remember getting there and thinking, this is really cool. Like, I was like, it just felt like something that I, I, I was choosing my, my character. I remember like Googling images of zones and like most of the Daggerfall Covenant kind of feels more like, you know, temperate woods with medieval architecture. Yeah. But then you get yeah. to, they like put you in Stros Mackay and it's like a, of like a tropical island which is pretty cool yeah it, feel, um, it feels like a caribbean island sort of yes yes a little bit so yeah. I, thought that, I thought about grotwood because i love forests and i think it'd be really cool to stay in like a those tree like tree pods that the wood elves live in yeah yeah talk um, about talk about really interesting uh land and like plant life and that kind of stuff yeah, yeah for sure yeah and but I, I did end on this is very specific, but I find myself going to this place frequently just to take screenshots. Is it's it's called the West I think it's Westwind Lighthouse in Rivenspire. Um it's oh. the very northern tip and it's like you can just you just you can only take a road to get there from the east uh -huh. and it is like you can even google pictures of it and looks it kind of looks like scary and creepy like because a lot of them are dark yeah. but there's like a little cove like a little cove next to the lighthouse it has a bunch of fishing holes and kind of like tide pools and a beach area and then there's the lighthouse itself it feels like the perfect getaway even when i'm in game like i just go there sometimes to fish if i ever get bored or something um, or just to take a screenshot so that would probably be the place that I would vacation if I was to choose. Yeah, Daggerfall um, and some of these other, like Rivenspire, like some of the more gothic-looking architecture kinds of places, like northern on the ocean, that seems, you know, or uh, European 
on the water, like Northern European on the water kinds of locations, seem very appealing to me. And and the lighthouse itself has like this really cool aesthetic to it. Yeah, I and agree. I would I would encourage you guys to check it out in game, like especially during the daytime, because this the seawater is like super clear, and it's really it's like I remember going there and thinking this is phenomenal looking like and i'm not really i mean i'm into the setting of my of the games i'm playing but i remember i can still vividly see it even when i'm in other zones and kind of immersed in other parts of the game so it's like a little gem that you can find and if you play eso yeah that's that's cool that it's it's so striking to you that you've like you've hold on held on to it that's really neat um do you, any of the rest of you have any thoughts about rivenspire or that part of part of the world like the northern Part of that area yeah midnight i don't know if this is just me but um you mentioned before with the gothic architecture and stuff it seems like Rivenspire would be the kind of place you go to go on like haunted tours or yes. hunting or something like that yeah yeah and it's also mm-hmm. a little bit more overcast you know the nights seem darker there's that kind of spooky more like and doom. yeah yeah that's what i want it's there's too much sunshine in florida i need, I need to go i want to go to a place like this you know that, i think that would be really really cool lincoln or uh kung fu you guys have any thoughts go for it so I, i'm also a Daggerfall covenant guy uh i have a character right now in <laughs> the old his fist. yeah <laughs> uh but man eb for life so I beta tested ESO, and ever since when I made my character, then in my first uh, alliance that I picked was Daggerfall Covenant, and I would love to go visit Glenumbra. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to, just uh, like for what you said, the haunted tours, the Gothic architecture. But I also like, you know, just uh, I don't know. I guess I there hasn't been a game with 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 good graphics <laughs> uh around, based on that part of the world uh besides elder scrolls online and and i might be alone in this but i consider elder scrolls online like a separate entity from yeah. the other yeah, uh, it's a different from kind the other of anthology sure of elder scrolls sure um but i would love to see you know I know that there's a lot of speculation on the Elder Scrolls six, and I'm not really going to get into too much of that because that could be its own episode, but you know, it looks like it could be high rock. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. Uh, that would be awesome. I'd love that. That would be like dream come true. That's like what I'm really hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that would be awesome. Um, fingers crossed. I'd love to go back to that part of the world. I think it would be really, really cool. Um, well, anything else on uh Rivenspire or that, that world, anything else to wrap it up? one anyone else I just i actually think that the gothic part of it is not what i like although that would and we talked about cultures i think i would be pretty worried about vampires right if i went to that part of the world um yeah I, that yeah maybe that's part of why i found that lighthouse so striking is because it's a very different contrast than the more gothic part of the the zone mm-hmm. yeah very cool stuff. Um, so if I'm if I was to pick a place, I would go. Um, I would want to visit some of these other places you guys have mentioned for sp- different reasons, you know, uh, that I've noted already. Um, but I think it would be really cool to go to Hammerfell, specifically Sentinel, on the west coast. Um, not for the uh, the way the you know the. the 
the, the climate is or the, the landscape, you know, like a lot of Hammerfell's desert. It's very rocky. Um, that's fine. Uh, Sentinels on the coast. That's cool. But specifically the idea that the people in Hammer, Hammerfell um, came from Yakuda and everybody else on the continent was either originally from Atmora or Aldmeris. Whether you, if you were a Manish, you you're from Admora. If you were Elven, you were from Aldmeris, and then you came to the continent and whatever. You're a beast race. You were, came from Tamriel initially. That seems to be where you originated. But the um, the Yakutian culture is very different from anything else on the continent at all, other than say maybe the Akaviri culture from um, from the other continent. So the idea that like you could go to a place like Sentinel and see. A, an influence influence of a Manish culture that came from a place that's different from everybody else on the entire continent is a really cool idea, and we've got a little bit of that in some of the culture and some of the you know the the way the buildings are made, the armor, and and things like that um, in Elder Scrolls Online. But um, going that same kind of route with the idea that like they would have museums, they might have ships, you know, the remnants of ships that were from Yakuda. And, you know, armor and just items, household items and things from from a place that may not even exist anymore and isn't even part of this continent. You know, talk about like an alien world in a way, but not exactly alien. I, I think that would be really, really cool. You get a feel for that a little bit just north west of Sentinel. There's like a little um, turn on the beach, but it's like of ruins. Mm hmm. And there's, a, I, I always go there because I always find to get like antiquities in this little area, but you can like go through like a little hallway. It's all outside, but it feels like kind of that like otherworldly, like, or other continent kind of thing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And the architecture, the architecture is different than anywhere else on the continent. Um, it, it, you know, it, it's clearly modified for living conditions in that part of the world, dry and arid, but even just kind of some of the shapes of the, architecture obviously they they pull from a lot of real world influence but again it's stuff you don't see on the rest of the continent um, my other thought would be uh exploring some of the alien ruins in like the heartland area i think that would be really neat too because you have you know the imperial culture that's sitting on top of the remnants of another disappeared elven culture um and, you know, the fact that, like, some of those still have, I don't know, those those stones that, like, glow, the blue stones that glow in the dark, and, uh, I don't know, and aliens were creepy. Like, talk about, like, the, their architecture is beautiful, but yet they were so terrible. They did such terrible things to the Manish races that they enslaved. And so you have this, like, weird juxtaposition, juxtaposition of, like, beautiful elven craftsmanship and architecture mixed with, like, terrible bad histories of things and probably ghosts like there's probably you'd probably come across ghosts and things um so anyway those are those are the places that i would i would offer up as interesting to visit at least any thoughts on any of those yeah go ahead i'm just surprised nobody chose nobody chose a beast a beast races area. yeah we yeah. all chose kind of humanoid-ish right. places. We joked at um, the pre-show about uh, Black Marsh being, you know, very dangerous, and of course, it's just you know a big swamp. And other than meeting the Argonians, which would be super interesting, uh, you know, the swamp area would be rough. But yeah, elsewhere, talking about like going to elsewhere and you know having conversations with what looked like house cats, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Elfique, yeah, like or just or just giant regular cat people walking around. There's some of them that are really big, or just you know normal sized cat people. That yeah. would be super like, weird. Like the big, the big buff ones. Yeah, that, like you ride on. Yeah, yeah, like just surrounding I yourself mean, with cats. I would just sneeze all the time. I'm allergic to cats. My eyes would be red, but it would be at least interesting to experience once. Yeah, I would definitely have to uh, stock up on the Benadryl before going there <laughs> because yeah. I'm also allergic. Uh, but you brought up uh, the the aliens, and uh, it reminded me that like I was thinking about, I was thinking about, and I was like, well, I ultimately decided not. But Cyrodiil might be a good vacation destination depending on the era. Um, yeah. And but if you went during the era of like let's say right after the hero of kavach saves, <laughs> right, saves the hero. oblivion like crisis right, like right after that right uh i think it'd be awesome to do like a vineyard tour around ah. cyrodiil wouldn't it because they have so many different vineyards there and then like end it in anvil i, I don't know if, if that's how you pronounce it anvil, anvil or yeah. anvil but yeah anvil. uh yeah I, I when i played oblivion i loved anvil anvil was like my favorite city probably because of like the maritime type of feel to it mm-hmm. and it was always very warm it had the beautiful sunsets to it and whatnot uh but yeah what do you guys think about about cyrodiil there's a lot of different places you could go uh with very like cyrodiil is interesting because it rep it has representations of many of the different cultures across the the region you know like in in the north bruma feels very nordish and in the south leowin feels very uh argonian Uh, like depending on where you go it kind of matches the culture that's it it's nearby and it's influenced by that so that would be it'd be kind of like a uh smorgasbord of like a you know a, a sample platter of different cultures what do you guys yeah, think? Again, assuming it's not, you know, during the events of ESO where everybody's fighting for it all the time and you, you know. Yeah, you're in you're, the middle of a war zone. Yeah, that <laughs> that would be rough. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, going to, I do, I enjoy Anvil as well. I'm actually currently playing through Oblivion. In fact, today I went and listened to some earlier episodes and I was still talking about that I was going to play Oblivion. And, I, you know, I've yet to beat Oblivion yet. Oh, man, you got to go beat so, it. You gotta go do it. I know. ESO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too many games. There's too many games out there, guys. Um, so far has been my favorite city. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked that it showed up in uh, ESO. The fact that it's it's in ESO and it the layout is actually very similar to Oblivion. It's cool. Yeah. Well, guys, this has been awesome. I want to call out some of the things some of you guys have said in chat while we go over this. Um, uh, Sulier says, I love Grotwood. That would be a, a cool place to go. We talked about that a little bit. Um, <laughs> Envy Courier writes, I'm going to the Shivering Isles. See ya. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I would want to go to the Shivering Isles. I think that would be a very dangerous vacation. Um, that, that seems pretty rough. <laughs> Sulier says, say, say hi to Haskell and Cutter the Crucible. Um, yeah, uh, Shivering Isles. That would be Everything's just crazy. That would be so weird. Um, but I would love to hear if anybody in chat or anybody listening to the podcast has any other thoughts on why certain locations would be better or, or worse for vacationing. Feel free to jump into the discord and, and share some thoughts in there with us. Um, go hang out with uncle Shio. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, I mean, he, you know, he might feed you a bunch of cheese or he might string you up and pull your guts out. You never know. It's, It's worth the risk, I guess. 
Well, all right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us again. Any uh, any last thoughts on vacation stuff before we we start heading out? Midnight. I just wanted to add that I think it'd be really entertaining to go to the Coliseum in the Imperial City and just see people go for it. Just murdering <laughs> each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, so cool. <laughs> okay, midnight. <laughs> the Roman Coliseum, that like the way it, I don't know, it used to be a big sport for them, and it's very bloody and stuff, and yeah. wouldn't want it to actually happen, but it'd be cool to see in a in a weird way. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point. Throughout much of human history, like watching armed combat between two individuals in a stadium kind of setting, especially through the Roman world was very common like or or you know watching people get tortured in the middle of town because they did something bad like human brutality and being a spectator to that has has been a very very normal thing throughout most of human history it's only the last 150 years in the western world that we were like oh that's probably not a good idea anymore like the last um the last beheading in france was in the 60s or something like that I mean, it's just like, I mean, it hadn't happened for a few decades, but then they did another one. It was like in the 60s. Uh, don't quote me on that. It's sometime in the middle of the 20th century. Um, but yeah, that, that I mean, that would be it. Yeah, you might throw up at the end of watching that happen. But, oh, 100%. <laughs> but yeah, that would be interesting to see for sure. Not something good. Like it shouldn't happen at all. But like if it was already happening and it was already a norm, maybe. Yeah. Just like out of curiosity, just like, what is this really like? It's the more of a curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. How much, how much pain do they take before one of them just gives up? You know, like, oh, um, yeah, that would be really, really Does that mean that we would get to meet the adoring fan IRL? Probably. No. <laughs> I mean, you might be able to find them. <laughs> you could become the adoring fan. Just, you know, like really, you know, just role play it as your vacation. <laughs> Well, that'd be good, like, if it was, like, if you're referencing, like, the adoring fan from the Elder Scrolls Legends, which is, like, a really obscure reference that I'm sure not everyone here has played, but... Yeah, there's a card, <laughs> he comes right? Back, he never dies for good, yeah. Yeah, there's a card, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that game has a bunch of these funny little in-jokes in it. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. Let's go back through and, um, other than, say, reaching out on the Discord, which all of you guys are on, is there another way that people can get a hold of you? And also, anything cool you're doing that you want to kind of shout out? Like if you have a personal project or, or a way for people to kind of check out some more of what you're, what you're doing. Let's just go back through alphabetically. Bribwin, how can people get a hold of you? So, Instagram is probably the best. Um, or Discord. Um, my Instagram is BigBearBats, because that's a side company that I have as a baseball bat company. Um... I don't think I'm doing any. I'm just trying to get through the year. This year has been pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but I all, as we've talked about in episode, I would love to do group fishing more often. So if you're ever on and you see me on um, in ESO, my name is Bribwin. Um, so you just send me an invite and I'd be happy to group fish with you. Yeah. So. Or join the guild. And then you can always just look through the guild list and see who's on and, you know, or send a message in game. Hey guys, I'm going to do some fishing. Anyone want to come? It's a great way to do it. Awesome. Uh, Kung Fu Kangaroo. How can people get a hold of you? 
So, uh, yeah, of course, as you mentioned, people can uh, find me in the Discord. Uh, but I also use a different handle. I, I primarily play on Xbox. If people play any number of games, I'm, I've been playing a lot of Skyrim again recently, but I play a lot of multiplayer games. Elder Scrolls Online is one of them. Um, I will go ahead and drop my gamer tag in the Twitch chat right here. Uh, for anyone listening who's not... Uh, seeing the Twitch chat, it is in seven, uh, you, no space between in and seven, spell out seven, and then uh, space legend. In seven legend is my gamer tag, and if anyone wants to play some games with me, I'm always down. I will uh, be home a lot. Uh, the, later, the latter half of December, I am completely off work, so I will be on a lot of games uh, all the time. Awesome, awesome. And Lincoln? Oh, did we just lose Lincoln? Lincoln went from video to a little picture. Are you still there, buddy? Yeah, give me one second. Sorry, I, my <laughs> Discord just crashed. Okay, well, we'll come back to you last. Uh, Midnight Minutes, thank you for joining us, too. And welcome. I hope you had a good time, your first time on the show. And how can people get a hold of you? Unless, you know, if, if you want to put stuff out there. If not, that's totally fine, too. Yeah. So, um, obviously, you guys can get a hold of me on the Discord. Um I play ESO a lot on my computer, and I also play a lot of Genshin Impact, if anyone ever wants to talk about that with me and anime love and all that. Um, I'm also on PS4, and my Twitter is um, midnight underscore minutes. The two M's are capitalized, and I don't have a lot there right now, but I'm going to be starting to post some concept art for... uh, Elder Scrolls-based Dungeons and Dragons campaign that I will be running for my friends. And as a DM, I love to draw concept art for every time I'm planning a campaign that I want to start posting that Elder Scrolls-based concept art on my Twitter. Oh, that's awesome. I love I love concept yeah. art. That's awesome. Yeah. Very, very cool. And Lincoln, are you back? You good, buddy? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> are we good? Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. I don't know if my Discord just just gave up. I thought my internet gave up, but everything else was working fine. So, okay, anyways. It happens. But yeah, uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter. It's at EllisManLincoln, E-L-L-I-S-M-A-N-N-L-1-N-K-N. And uh, you can feel free to join our guild on ESO. It's the Lorecasters. Uh, If you are interested in joining, we have guilds for both PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. We got all three, with the exception of Xbox EU. Uh, so yeah, if you can feel free, we got a guild for you if you play on any of those platforms. And every single week, if you play on PCNA, we're doing events on t- on Tuesday nights. Uh, again, like Bribbon wants, you know, we're planning to do fishing again in the future. So uh, come and play games with us and just have some fun. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. Uh, we were reminiscing. I, I haven't been able to jump into some of the most recent ones, but I need to um, one of these weeks. Um, but the first time we got, actually got everyone together on an official guild event, so this is a while back now, uh, we yeah. were we, we all created new characters. We were running around Vardenfell, and we came across um, some guy going the other direction. It was a world boss. It was a world boss. A world boss. Oh, so no, that's, oh that's right. I'm talking about the guy that we met. About. Some guy's like running the opposite direction from us and there's like this pack of us just like all <laughs> like through. And then so 
I started following him around and helping him fight things, and then like the rest of the pack would follow. We would just follow him around for a while. Like a bunch of ants, <laughs> like a bunch of ants, just like wherever he would go, we would go. And then we started chatting with him in chat, and then we invited him into the Discord. And I don't remember—he was from some other country, so he had a strong accent. But he's, he's like, he's like, my English isn't very good. And we're like, nah, it's cool, man. You're welcome to join us. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so we just like conscripted him in the middle of our play session, and he just ran around fighting stuff and you know i don't know world bosses or whatever we came across and he was just like down for the ride it was awesome so always always wackiness lots of good times um yeah and there was this like world boss that we fought that like i think because we were basically only doing like starter damage like level three damage uh-huh. it took so long to beat yeah i think the boss just like or the, the code didn't know what to do it reset exactly it took us too late we had a bunch of beginner characters with no like end gear stuff so we were doing basically like very flat average damage um but we couldn't kill it fast enough and so it just kept resetting on us it was pretty awesome yeah it was good times um yeah so anyway uh, feel free to jump in with us we'd love to have you guys on on board here for all the fun and remember that this uh this show is normally on thursday nights um 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, twitch.tv slash robotsradio. Come hang out with us in the future. And on future episodes, we'll be doing our game show after this show. So if it's basically the contestant versus Twitch chat. And if Twitch chat can trick the contestant into picking the wrong answers, this is going to be like Elder Scrolls um, trivia questions, then Twitch chat wins the prizes. So there's potential for anyone who shows up to win prizes. So come join us next week on Thursday night for that. Um, we'll be doing the same thing on Monday night for the fall Lorecast. And if you are into cyberpunk and all the hype of that coming up tomorrow, and this will be a little bit too late for our podcast listeners, but if you're live on Twitch right now, tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern, we have an interview with Cody Pondsmith, who works at Artel Sorian, who created cyberpunk and all that kind of stuff. And we have some questions for him and we're going to be chatting with him live tomorrow. So come, come hang out with us us for that too it will be very very cool thank you again everybody this has been super fun and i'll see you guys again uh next week and hopefully i'll see our patrons next month and we'll we'll do this again all right have a good one out there talk to you guys later thanks for listening to the elder scrolls Lorecast. All sounds and music are owned by Bethesda Softworks or Zenimax Studios, and no copyright infringement is intended. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please reach out to us at ElderScrollsLorecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ESOLorecast. If you'd like to help support the show, check out the rewards you can get at Patreon.com slash ElderScrollsLorecast. I really appreciate you listening, and I'd love to hear from you soon. Thanks to our patrons for support, especially our tier five patrons, including Noodle Al Dente. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Have you ever wanted to learn more about geography without sitting through a snoozy old lecture? Geography Arcade is a weekly podcast all about your favorite video games and their geographic lessons inspirations, and even some minor analysis. Some may say analysis, boo. Well, we're gonna learn and have fun while we talk about Pokemon, Elder Scrolls, and much more. Come join the adventure at Geography Arcade on your favorite podcatcher and YouTube.
Ahoy there, ye landlubbers. Avast, my name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhauled, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. traffic and weather. Welp, looks like almost everyone's still dead, so traffic is at a standstill. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor, because they're totally not bribing me with massive amounts of chems or anything. Seems as the stuffed shirts are back at the White Springs playing games with that total loser modus. But hey, if that's your thing, whatever! So if all you squares wanted to hear more, totally, sort of, but maybe not boring stories about rebuilding Appalachia and being all goody-two-shoes, definitely not raiders, check out this thing they call a podcast, The Modus Files, whatever that's supposed to be, on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else you listen to those things. Double ugh, they're not paying me enough for this. Till later, this is Rose. Raider!